Hey, hey, hey. So, if you're not listening to the podcast on uh, Anchor FM, you um, you miss the Mindy Abar Bloom intro. Thirty seconds of some great saxophone playing by uh, Mindy Abar. But I'm back. I'm back in Phoenix, and it's a late night. It's a Thursday night. And it's really quiet out here tonight. And uh, it's September. What is it? September. Here we go. Here we go. September twenty seventh. And uh, it's not too late, but we gotta get we gotta get Bud out. He's been patient. It's uh, eighty seven degrees. Yeah, nice. Twenty four percent humidity. I don't want to worry about the dew point right now. But it's uh, oh, jeez, it's ten o'clock already. 10 o'clock, 87 degrees in Phoenix. And uh, walking the bud, the moon is up, clear skies, I see Mars. And uh, I don't know, there's a couple of airplanes up there, but it might be Saturn is up there somewhere. I don't quite see it right now. Saturn and Jupiter. But uh, yeah, I'm back from San Diego. It's probably 67 <laughs> 65 degrees or something in San Diego. Uh, 50-minute flight over there. And I'm back. And it's time to walk Bud at night. He's uh, He's been patient. And I had a special visitor, a good friend of mine. And it's, uh, it's 2018, so things have changed in the culture. It's a cultural shift. Guys that are 60-some years old, they have girlfriend problems. (laughs) They have issues with their girlfriends at 60 60 years old. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk that? It's the the new new normal, maybe. So we're, uh, I'm walking bud, I'm full of energy. I had my friend over, he's staying overnight. And uh, we sat out in the backyard. We had the misters going. A little bit of mist. There's something wrong with my misting pump. Oh, what a, what a, what a shame. The misting pump puts out some mist for about 20 minutes and then shuts itself off. But it actually turns out for September 27th for tonight, it worked out fine because we kind of didn't want the mist all the time. Just... Uh, just intermittently, so it just uh, serendipitously worked out well. So I'm starting to walk the bud, and it's just so peaceful out here. It's so quiet and comfortable, comfortable 87 degrees. And Bud, what are you doing? Come on, Bud, let's go. So Bud's been waiting for a couple hours for his walk. Normally 7.30 or 8, go for a walk. But uh, I'm getting a late late walk tonight. Uh, so people took a priority over Bud, didn't you, Bud? Sorry, Bud. But uh, people took a priority. So here we are, back in Phoenix, walking the Bud down the street. And here comes a car with some nice... 
nice lights. Looks like a Cadillac Escalade. Yeah, we're living the living the high life out here. And uh, my son just got back from work. We we taped Thursday night football with uh, the Los Angeles Rams against the Minnesota Vikings, and the the Rams were three and zero going into the game. They haven't lost a game. They're really playing well. And the Vikes, well, we don't want the Vikes to win. It was kind of like a no-lose situation, but it kind of, kind of was like 60-40. 40 60% of me wanted the Rams to win and 40% the Vikes. But, uh, you know, so the Rams won. It was good. And... Uh, so there you go. The Vikes lose. They're one, two, and one. So my Packers, if they can beat the Bills this weekend, they'll be two, one, and one ahead of the Vikes. But I forget who the Bears play. The Bears are actually on top of the division at two and one. So hopefully the Bears will lose and be two and two. And the pack will be on top this weekend with a Packer win and a Bears loss. And that, for me, is an awesome Sunday when the Packers win and the Bears lose. And that, that usually happens when the Packers play the Bears because the Pack will win and the Bears will lose. So it's like an automatic, automatic satisfaction right now. But we're kind of at the whim of whoever the whoever the Bears are playing. But is that is that really what you dialed in for in this podcast? You probably didn't you probably didn't call in or listen in for the football analysis. But it's my joy. It's it's me. I'm doing the podcast, so that's my pleasure. And another pleasure is walking the bud. So here we are. And I hear some laughter at 10 o'clock at night on a Thursday. Some people are probably having fun. That's great. Abundance living. Let other people have fun. That's great. Joy. Love. Genesen. That's to enjoy. German. Genesen. And um, so tomorrow's Friday. I'll probably work from home. And uh, at the moment... Life's pretty good, pretty good. Even though there's a lot of, a lot of bad shit happening in my life too at the same time. So, um, it's a balance. So I don't know where we're going with it. But um, yeah, I had some Twitter fun this today too. Last maybe the last 24 hours. Twitter's kind of fun. I got, I got called out for. For being uh, having a fake having a fake Twitter account, which, in my philosophy or my belief system, all Twitter accounts are fake. So I, I don't I don't take offense to someone calling me a troll with a fake Twitter account. 
So for one, the guy is like, well, how do you, how does this guy know for sure that I have a fake Twitter account? Like, like how does he, how can he determine that? And, uh, and I don't care. I'm not going to argue with the guy. So I, my philosophy is all Twitter accounts are fake because a lot of these quote unquote famous people, public people, they, they pay people to tweet for them. So is that really a real Twitter account? You know? So the only real Twitter account is probably our president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, with the real Donald J. Trump. He tweets, and it's probably him. He probably doesn't pay anybody to do it. <laughs> but I'm not president yet. And I'm really not, I'm not angling for president of the United States, but maybe I should be. Maybe I should take over for Donald in uh, 2024. That, that gives me six years to get ready for my presidential run in 2024. So, and Bud, I don't know, can you, Bud, are you going to make it? That's six more years, Bud, you'll be 10. Bud, will, will we look back at these buddy podcast and say this is the the foundation of the new america the new the new united states the global love everyone always us of a and i i, I don't know i'm kind of thinking that the uh, the theme of the podcast i think i'll name this one love everyone always right let's just love everyone always we have we all have our shortcomings and failings. And I don't know why we put this burden on people to be perfect, because no one is perfect, right? No one's got it all together. So um, I, I really haven't paid attention deeply. The, the big media buzz right now is the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh and some accuser that said he exposed himself in high school like 35 years ago. Like, did, didn't all of us do stupid stuff in uh, high school? So, I don't know what, I don't know, it's just so weird. But it's all political, right? They don't like the guy. They don't like that um, he's going to get through, more than likely. And uh, I really don't know. And I, and I don't know, I just kind of given up caring about it, but uh, mostly because I guess he's he's aligned with what I think might be good. But I don't know. How am I supposed to know? How is anyone supposed to know? So really, more than likely, what's happening is the guy is getting grilled and treated like crap, really, having this having to go through this, that if he wasn't like ultra-conservative, pro-Republican, whatever the hell that means. If he wasn't before, he probably will be now because of the way these people have treated him like crap. And, uh, you know, the listener might say, oh, well, you, you, you don't, are you a misogynist dude and don't you care about the woman? I'm thinking, has, let's step back a minute. Has this woman lived a great life? I don't, I don't know much about her. I have no idea. Isn't she like some professor at some university? 
Does she not have a wonderful life? Did she not get over it like a week later? Was it was it not over with? I, I don't know. I mean, did she? I, I just don't get it. She, I mean, she probably has a wonderful life, but it's just so damn political. So it's just so weird. And what weird is not even a great word. It's like it's. I don't know. I just don't get it. It's just not. Just let it go, people. Frozen, right? Let the frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Whatever it is, the kids figured it out. And uh, so, yeah, I don't really want to talk about that. So we talked about football already, politics, and uh, that those aren't really great things anyway. So the stars are out. It's quiet. I see Mars. And it's quiet. And I don't know what this highway is going to do. So we're going to have a a freeway not too far away from here that's being built. So bud walks might be a little noisy in the future. I just don't know. We're going to have a sound barrier, so we'll see how that goes. And I'm sure (laughs) the listeners will have to wait, I don't know, maybe, maybe another 18 months before we find out what this freeway noise does to us. And I'll talk about it then. But I won't, I won't remember this podcast. This is the Love Everyone Always podcast. So the theme of this baby is Love Everyone Always. And, uh, yeah. So I speak not from the position that I have it all figured out. Um, but I'm a failed, frail person myself a broken individual and uh, if we're self-aware and honest with ourselves then I think all of us have an element of brokenness and we can either fight that brokenness deny the brokenness be deluded that we're normal be deluded that uh, we don't have envy or whatnot and uh Or we can face up to it and start moving towards, um, I don't know, is it recovery, uh, redemption, sanctification? Uh, I spoke a lot about with my friend the great relationship that uh, God calls us into. That um, God knows everything. He knows all the details, and yet we hide. We hide our shortcomings or things we don't like about ourselves we hide those things we pretend like we don't have those things and um, we like we're, we've got it all together because it just feels good our day-to-day lives we meet with people and a lot of us are perky and upbeat and we want to be positive and say uh, affirming things to one another which is you know it's all good but deep down we're all broken to some extent and and we probably, in our deepest souls, we do recognize that all of us have some brokenness to it, but it's, it's something that we don't want to confront each other with and just let those things go. So this is probably also a deep philosophical um, podcast, too. And I told my friend, he's tired, he's going to bed already. And... Uh, and uh, 
It's a sleepover. It's a 60-year-old sleepover, man. <laughs> again, again, it's the 2018 version of, uh, of the life and times of the world. So it's a 60-year-old sleepover. And uh, he's, getting, he's getting some comfort or rejuvenation by being with people that love him as he is. We don't judge the guy. And he's really, a, uh, and it's like, how can he, how can we judge someone, right? He's, he's, he's dealing with his circumstances and doing a good job of it. But he's frustrated too. He's frustrated, he's tired. And it's not just the girlfriend thing, it's his own son who's got an illness and, and is looking at a um, surgery coming up. And he's a young guy and he's a smart kid, but he's, he's been hampered by a, an illness. And it's frustrating for the father, right? The, the dad, he wants his, his kid to have what he thinks is a normal life, but there are no normal lives, that's the thing. So I'm optimistic, I know his son. He has a lot of great qualities, and he's got some outlier gifts. And uh, like we all have outlier gifts. And um, so eventually, we, uh, it's so hard to give guidance because parents want the best for their kids. But what we think is the best is just, we just don't know what the best is. It's unfortunate, but we have to go through these pains. And it reminds me of the sacred wounds that we have in life. And I, I, I'm just on a journey. And some people have made it farther in the journey. They've already processed the sacred wounds in their lives and moved on. And they accept things as they are. And uh, it's just hard to describe and it's um, you just kind of don't know until you experience certain things and there's we all have our there all the experiences are not the same for everyone they're different so my my Twitter challenger is uh, apparently he's he's not a troll on Twitter he's act apparently he's actually a um, Hispanic in Texas, and somehow the uh, he grew up. He's he says, well, you don't know what it's like to be a Hispanic in Texas because you know the Mexican-American War and how the Mexicans were treated so poorly, and and uh, so he's just disadvantaged somehow and feels entitled. And people, I I've asked him. I said, so do you? Uh, feel like you're entitled to something because what happened 200 years ago or 150 years ago or whenever this Mexican-American war was and this land in Texas and the Alamo I, I, I don't know it's just weird I know one of my listeners is from Midlands of Texas whatever you know the, the mid-Texas or West Texas or something right so they probably feel close to it but uh, sorry to say this, but 
I could really give a shit about, about you know, be, and, and I even, pr I propose, my, my thoughts are, because I'm German-centric, right? And I look at six million Jews gassed. So I don't think Americans marched Mexicans into showers and said, hey, uh, you spicks, you know, you Hispanics, go take a shower here in Mexico, in Texas. This is our state now, Texas. And we've built these showers for you to get clean, you dirty Mexicans. And yet, and the Texans tricked these Spanish people into thinking they were going to take a nice, warm, hot shower to clean themselves. But no, they used Zyklon B gas and killed them. No, that didn't happen, okay? That did not happen to the Hispanics in Texas, okay? So we say, I say anyways, get over whatever your problem is and go start an internet business, you know? Become fabulously wealthy on the internet and, and, and go sell something or go do something. You know, it's, it's just really, you're on Twitter. You're already, you're so close to the internet. You're on Twitter, man. It's, you're on Twitter, man. Go start your own internet business. Become fabulously wealthy on the internet. You know? So, yeah. I, uh, the times of being compassionate for groups again so this is my big beef is is forming these groups and and feeling like you're you're part of the victim group and the victim group in this case is like well i'm a hispanic in texas and i just can't do anything because the whitey guys and the texan white people are are oppressing me and they're the dominant group and i'm in the subdominant group and Oh, woe is me, you know. And yet history uh, tells you that you have to overcome this stuff. And I, I loved how um, the same Hispanic guy complained. He said, well, there were, you know, Japanese people in Texas in World War II in uh, internment camps in Texas. And no one taught me about that in school. <laughs> and, and once again, it's the entitlement mentality. So he feels like the schools didn't teach him about Japanese internment camps in Texas. So once again, whitey American is the bad guy, you know? And I'm like... Did they teach you about six million Jews being gassed in Germany and, or in Poland, in Krakow, in Auschwitz, and Dachau, and all the awful things the German people did to the Jews? No. Oh, you're so deprived. You're so, they didn't teach you about that in school. Oh, so it's all on the... The whitey Americans that didn't teach you about this stuff. Oh, man. Oh, man. So sad. So what, uh, what's the lesson learned here? I say it's 
Take responsibility for your education. Start from the point that no one owes you anything. Nobody owes you anything. Did you get some privileges? Dude, you're Hispanic. You're born in Mexico or Texas. You got some education. You can speak English. You must have some kind of iPhone. You're tweeting on Twitter. So you've got privilege, okay? So make use of it. You got access to the internet, okay? I mean, I was just down in Tijuana, Mexico, and it's not a great site. It's only like 100 miles away from some places in Texas, and you get into Mexico, all right? So, dude, you're already in the United States. You're probably an American citizen. You're probably 100% legal. So what do you have to complain about? And, and this is the entitlement mentality. And I love the guy, okay? So we love this guy, whoever he is. Whether he's got a fake account or a real account, it just doesn't matter. He's a person tweeting, okay? He uses his body, his fingers, and writes words into a phone or a computer and tweets, okay? He's privileged, all right? He could be starting an internet business and go making a gazillion money. He could be the next Mark Zuckerberg, right? I don't know. Just go do something. Go create value. Go do something. But don't complain. And don't complain to your tweeting mentor, whether I'm fake or real or whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm teaching you that this entitlement mentality leads to nothing. It doesn't lead anywhere. Nobody likes, well, most people don't like the entitlement mentality. To be entitled to have, to be given something, or entitled to take from somebody that's successful, that's figured it out already, and they have advanced themselves. Just start where you are, whatever you got, and, and use your gifts. The guy's got some outlier gifts. He just doesn't, have, doesn't look for them yet. He hasn't thought about it because he hangs around people that tell him he's entitled because he's Hispanic in Texas and, and that the Mexican-American War was just such a cruel thing. And it was so awful that the Mexican-American War happened. Oh, my gosh. So fun. And it's so fun. So back to us. He's not going to listen. I don't think he's going to listen to this podcast. But um, there it is. And um, we're all in a stage moving somewhere. I, and I'm not, quote-unquote, enlightened to the point of geniusness. I'm just fumbling along, trying to find my way, too. We're all finding our way on this planet. So let's use the breath. I just took a deep breath, you know? Ah, it is a gift. I'm walking the bud. Bud is a beautiful little doggy, little dog. And he's just happy to be out on a walk tonight. 
And so he's sniffing around. He's okay. Here's a rock, and here's a fire hydrant. Look at that. This is a classic. He's sniffing the fire hydrant. Now is Bud gonna pee on the fire hydrant? Gee, I don't know. He's sniffing at it. Is Bud gonna pee on it? I don't know. He's still he's still sniffing. He hasn't lifted that leg yet. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, where's the he? Uh, he's about 270 degrees around the fire hydrant. No, 180. He's coming back. He's sniffing. What? What? I don't know. I'm just letting Bud check out the fire hydrant. Oh, there it is. Up. Oh, rear right leg lifted and, and sprinkle a little urine on the fire hydrant. And why is that? Because that's what Bud does. He's doing his thing. He's peeing on a fire hydrant. It's a classic. People for hundreds of years have watched dogs. I shouldn't say hundreds because fire hydrants have probably only been around for a hundred years. But dogs, they seem to love the fire hydrants. You know, they love peeing on the fire hydrants. <laughs> so, <laughs> deep philosophical thought. Maybe I should name, name this podcast Dogs pee on fire hydrants. We've all seen it. It's in cartoons. It's just a classic. It's a classic uh, image. The dog peeing on the fire hydrant. So there it was, live on the podcast with your host, with the dulcet tones. And uh, I don't know, is this a sarcastic thing? No, this is like, this is not sarcastic. This is real conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to you observations. These are, this is what happens in life if you just pay attention to what's going on around you. The dog wants, he's now he's sniffing a bush, you know, and this is just observations of, of what happens in life. And, and there's not a lot of reasons for it. Okay, so Bud's, he's ready to go. And I'm happy because it's only like, it's probably down to like 85 right now. It's very comfortable. And I probably need a little bit of a walk. So, I'm enjoying my walk. And I had my friend over. And we did a little consolation, some love, express some love. And my friend is is sleeping in a in a home with people that care for him and he's going to wake up tomorrow and go to work on a Friday and do his thing and he's it's a peaceful thing and it's a good thing. It's nothing miraculous, but it's a love thing, right? Love everyone always. And uh He's a, his girlfriend's a great gal too. And the, the crux of the thing is kind of weird because the girlfriend has two kids that are um, overachievers. I, I, that's a bad expression, overachievers, but they're doing well. I mean, she's ridden, <laughs> ridden them hard to be quote unquote successful in the American culture, the system we have. This is our freaking system, right or wrong, good or bad, and some people will thrive in our system, 
and others won't. And uh, I don't know, I guess parents stress out over their kids. I know someone, one of the podcast listeners has four kids and those four kids are different. They all have different personalities, but the parents have their personalities. And so it, it's a hard thing. I don't know, I haven't figured it out yet, but we, we tend to take our personality and our view of the world and, and force it on other people and say, this is what you need to do. You need to do this. You need to, you need to study SATs. And, I, you know, you're eight years old, and I'm going to get you ready verbally. And so you're going to score well on an SAT test. And then you're going you're gonna to go well, and then you're going to go to college. And, you know, of course, Boston area is the best. You know, you got Harvard, Yale, Boston College. You know, you're, we're going to set you up to go to these best schools, you know, because you're, you're, you've got to get to these schools. And you just got to achieve, achieve, achieve. <laughs> and that's our culture. And it's not right or wrong. I don't know. It is, is what it is. And this is not a judgment podcast. I'm just saying this is observation time, people. Observe. Take a step back. Take a step back. Take a bigger view. And, and uh, we are privileged in the country. Everyone's privileged here. But we, we divide ourselves up into... Those people are more privileged than others, and blah, blah, blah. Which was one of my favorite biblical stories about the talents, you know. One talent, three talent, five talent people. And uh, the two or three talent guy did the same as the five talent guy. He didn't complain. He just like, okay, I got to invest, and he doubled whatever he had. And he was praised for using the gifts that he had to do something with it. And the one talent guy didn't do anything with it. And that story is so great because it could have been the five talent guy that buried it, right? The five talent guy could have buried his thing. I don't, and so there might be, is there any insight there? There might be. I think there's some insight there. It's like the, the people that feel like they have so few talents are the ones that sort of complain about their situation and they are afraid and they bury the dang thing instead of like, well, I'm going to do the best I can with what I got. And um, it is what it is. And so I was in Tijuana and the wages there for the people, the workers, is pretty low. You know, it's like eight, nine bucks an hour. And so, you know, I mean, it's kind of weird, like, they probably know that they can go work at McDonald's in the U.S. and get 10, 11, 12 bucks an hour. So for that economics in Mexico, do you want to tax yourself and, and work at a challenging job that has that's high technology and, and get paid the same as working at McDonald's? I don't know, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Why, why should I know the answer to that, right? But that's the reality of it. I don't, I don't get it. Um, a lot of it has to do with housing. I mean, we were just talking about that. I mean, you can... The economics of the U.S., it's expensive to live here. So the wages have to be higher here. It's not that we're 
like so awesome people and better than everybody else. It's just that we live here. And so in order for us to show up to work on Monday morning and get some stuff done, you know, in some of these higher tech jobs, you got to get paid 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks an hour. And that's just the way it is. And uh, so people pay us that much money. It's not that we're freaking awesome. It's just, I'm humbled, I guess. I guess the term I came up with this week was, um, I honestly kind of struggle with confidence. Like, am I doing what I need to do? Am I achieving? Am I, am I getting done what I need to get done? And I want, I, I'm concerned about that. But I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm not a dummy. And so I, can, I, want, I need to build my confidence up. But also I, I have this, there's a humble thing. So you want to have humility too. So I, I have this, I'm coupling the word humble and confident. So it's humble confidence. So be humble, but be confident. And that's, that's uh, something I'm growing in. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really admirable characteristic to be humble, right? But it's also an attractive trait to be confident, too, at the same time. So um, being arrogant is not attractive, right? But arrogance and confidence have been coupled together. Is more common coupling, right? It's more common to, to couple like, well, that person's arrogant and they're confident. So I propose I want to live with humble confidence. So I'm humble, but I'm also, I want to be confident about my beliefs and what I value, what I want to, what I recommend, what I say, what I what I observe, right? Be confident about it, but don't be so rigid about my confidence that I, or my ideas, that I can't be challenged or questioned about what I think, but I, I don't need to lower my confidence to accept alternative views. So that, that's not something that's explained very well. And uh, so, man, I feel like I'm getting into some really deep thoughts here. And that's what happens when you walk the bud, man. Right, bud? Yeah, you walk buddy and get some deep thoughts. <laughs> so we're heading on the home stretch here. It still feels good out. And I still hear some people having fun in the backyard, so that's always good. And uh, I don't know, I was, I was thinking about getting up early and running tomorrow, doing a four-miler. And I probably should do that. And uh, I just have a feeling I'm going to wake up in the morning and be like, nah, I can do it Saturday, which I could. And I may do that, get an extra day of rest. And, uh, and you know, but sometimes I put pressure on myself, like, I got to do it. Got to do the run tomorrow. But, you know, it's, it's my body, you know, so I got to be smart about it. 
and uh, so I may not run tomorrow. But it's been a good night. It's very pleasant, quiet out here, and uh, I like it. I'm in a, a good spot. But the geography really is not that much different than Tijuana, Mexico. So that, that was a real blessing to go to Tijuana. And it's kind of a difficult area in a lot of ways. Mexico, dangerous, uh, suspect, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and uh, you know, it's nice to go back to San Diego and be in the USA. And maybe there's a false sense of security or something, but it is what it is. And uh, here we are. There's a car parked here. I don't know why they're uh, looking at their phone and they're just idling away. But we're back, Bob. We're getting ready to go in. And uh, so I got other podcast listeners in Chicago. And uh, they they probably don't really relate to the desert, and that's what we have here. The moon's pretty bright. It's not. It's past a couple days past the full moon, but it's still pretty bright out here. And for September 27th, I think I said it's very comfortable out here now. And. Uh, this is the springtime for uh, Phoenix. We, uh, the weather's starting to get much nicer and we enjoy it. And for the time being, it's very peaceful. And I certainly hope that freeway is uh, not too obnoxious because this is uh, this has been a really nice really nice location nice time out here and uh, so there you go love everyone always how can I finish the next couple minutes with loving everyone always so I guess I'm going through a transition I'm okay to be snarky on Twitter and be snark boy because it's fun I like doing it and, and it is a it is a quote-unquote fake account but it's okay why why do I want to uh, make controversial statements on Twitter and then have it come back on come back on me I mean, I don't, I don't see why I can, I, I should have to challenge tweets and then have people uh, try to find me in real life and and uh, argue with me and harass me or something. So that's what I do. But I think the guy, the guy must have like studied my profile, studied all my other tweets or something. And I really don't care because it's just, I mean, I don't know who this guy is, you know, I don't know who I am. I mean, I'm, that's just some account. 
I don't know, IP address, electronically trace it to me, whatever. Uh, it's just, if you're going to go through that kind of trouble to uh, try to trace my tweets to a real person, that's just like, whatever. There's bots out there, right? The old bot concept that tweet all kinds of stuff where people pay people to tweet under their name for their branding, right? So so this this fictitious character that I have is, yeah, he has a brand. His brand is snarky. And uh, I like having multiple brands, right? That's a good thing. It's not multiple personality. It's just multiple brands. My own personal brands. I got multiple brands. <laughs> I've got... I've got the Love Everyone Always brand, and that's my core, core brand. Even, even on my snarky guy, I, I keep up the, the Love Everyone Always brand because I disagree with a lot of these guys. Um, severely disagree with them. But I have to remind them, that doesn't mean I don't love you, right? Because my main guy is is Jesus, right? So he's my main guy. And one of his last words while he was still on the cross was forgive them for they don't know what they do. So a lot of the tweets I see I forgive them because they say stupid stuff. They don't know what they're doing. That doesn't mean I lo don't love them. So that's that's my uh, my spin, political spin, as some might say, on the deal. And uh, so when I was called out as a fake account, and um, also called out as um, a troll, that's like one of my favorites, is being called a troll. And essentially. My opinion, which I still think is the 100% opinion, is that every tweet, every person that tweets, every single one of them is a troll. Whether you use, whether you use your real name or some kind of alias, whatever you're doing, everyone's a troll. So people need to get over it. And I'm just trying to educate people. So he, and I explain it to the, the poor Hispanic Texan that was never taught about those Asians in internment camps. Poor guy. Can you believe that? He went to public schools in Texas all these years and he was never taught about the Japanese internment camps. Is that a tragedy? I mean, maybe, maybe he should go testify that, that Kavanaugh shouldn't be the Supreme Court justice because he never taught anyone about Japanese internment camps. I mean, think about the injustice of not knowing about the Japanese 
internment camps. Oh my gosh, is that a tragedy? So we're home, bud. You know what we gotta do next, bud. We gotta wash your feet, you know? But you know what happens next. We, uh... Oh yeah, we wash your feet, bud. Here we go. So podcast listeners, the takeaway is love everyone always, right? Love Bud, yeah, Bud gets his feet cleaned. Yeah, I gotta love that dog. And, and, and along with loving the dog, you love people more than the dog, but, you know. And hopefully you get a look, take a look at the Bud. The podcast has a nice picture of Bud. That was taken in a a hot summer day where Bud was worn out in the morning and he was overheated and he had his cute little tongue out there panting for the camera with his with his buddy name tag on good old Bud and I think that's what really is that really why you guys listen? do you really listen to the podcast? because because Bud is like your favorite dog, your favorite internet podcast dog is Bud. Of course, Bud is. Bud's the best podcasted dog. Yes. There's just there's just no better dog podcast than the Bud. So with that, I love Jasper, Dana Perino's Jasper dog, but I'm sorry, Dana, but Jasper is just not as cute. Jasper is just not as cute as Bud, and uh, when Jasper rides in the motorcycle or Jasper rides in the car, you just don't get the uh, you just don't get the furry hair blowing in the wind. And that is really key with a dog. I mean, you gotta have fur on the face, you gotta have eyebrows, you gotta have a beard. And Greg Gutfeld will tell you that. So we love Jasper, because we love all dogs always. We love Greg, we love Dana, we love Juan, we love Jesse, and we love whoever else is in the fifth chair. So, with that, watch The Five. It's a very good show. And uh, listen to the podcast. So, I, uh, I, I, I deliver this podcast to you and, and grant you and wish you all the blessings in the moment that you enjoy this time that you spent listening about how we are to love everyone always. And we do. That's what this podcast is about. So, good night, everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye.